0: Hey everybody, Paul Turner here from the thediscipleproject.net on another cold day here in Birmingham, Alabama. But I don't have to be cold. Do I have gathered you all around here and we can kind of huddle together, keep one another warm in the coldness that is sometimes youth ministry uh, where we can keep each other company. And uh, I want to thank you for, uh, for checking out the podcast today if you're brand spanking new. Also, don't forget, uh, before we get into the topic today and our third question, Uh, Don't forget to go by thediscipleproject.net and sign up for the Fresh Impact Newsletter because uh, I'm going to be bundling all these notes together. It's going to have additional questions in it, links, all kinds of good stuff for you. So please go by and do that at thediscipleproject.net. Just click on resources. And in addition to that, in addition to uh, getting the notes you're going to get via email in just a few days, uh, you're also going to get the Seven Secrets uh, of a successful youth ministry, and that's a nice little PDF there with all kinds of little things in there to help you uh, have a successful youth ministry. And that's why this podcast exists, is to you know keep you motivated and keep your youth ministry moving forward so that you can be successful in what you're doing, uh, and also just glorify the Lord, right, in uh, in what you're doing. So, all right, onward then on to my third question here today. And uh, small churches struggle uh, many times because their mission isn't big enough, right? For many churches and many small churches, the mission is to keep the lights on or to keep uh, the rent paid or to, um, you know, make sure, uh, you know, the, the, the roof is intact, whatever it may be. You know, and, th- and those things are not terrible in and of themselves. By the way, uh, you should pay your rent. You should uh, pay for you know get the roof done. Uh, you should pay, but but sometimes that's the only mission of the church. That's the oh they just want to just keep everything copaesthetic Don't don't rock anything. Nothing. But there's nothing beyond that. There's nothing there's no vision beyond that. And that's where churches and also youth ministries get in trouble. Youth ministries sometimes uh, have trouble seeing beyond. Uh, beyond their own noses because they think, well, it'll always be this way. Uh, and, you know, we, you know, we just want to keep everything the way it is. We're not really interested in the outside world. Uh, we just want to make sure we're filling seats, uh, <clears throat> you know, all that kind of good stuff. And, and, if, and the, the question is the question that, that we need to ask our volunteers to make sure that we're thinking bigger is the question is, what is your mission, right? What is your mission? I, I find this, you know, with volunteers uh, whose commitment is waning, this question will perk them up a little bit. This question will cause them to dig a little bit deeper. And once again, I want to clarify too that I know that volunteers are working hard. They come in from work. They uh, have their own families, own kids, things like that. And and listen, I've sat in enough meetings over the years where we where we were crafting mission statements and vision. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about breaking it down here for, for a simple question is, what is your mission every week, right? And listen, this is, this is not only a question for my volunteers, but it's a question for me. Uh, you know, as I set the pace for our youth ministry, you know, posing the question to my volunteers uh, may be the key, right? Where I need to broaden their vision as to the importance of why they're here. I want to help my volunteers. I don't want to load them up with a bunch of uh, uh, churchy gobbledygook. Uh, I, wanna, I want them to tap in like the last question, we talked about your passion, what's your passion level, your excitement level, but I'm talking about the greater part of maybe what your, what your mission is. And in doing so, I give you an example. You know, when we give somebody, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, asking them what their personal mission statement is and things like that. Uh, wouldn't it be great? Just give an example. If I was a female youth worker, and and uh, or if I was asking, let's put it that way. if I was asking a female youth worker and said, what's your mission? They said uh, that my mission is to raise the esteem of young girls that I come in contact with every Wednesday. Man, that is a fantastic. I would re- overjoyce. I would rejoice. I would be jumping over chairs and going. That's awesome. Yes. Tell me how you're going to do that. And let's think of ways you can do that. And let's think about as a group what we can do. And if a guy, if I'm interviewing and saying, listen, what's your what's your mission statement? Say, listen, I want to affirm young men in the faith. Also, a great mission statement. How can I make room? How can I make the mission bigger? You know, because I will change. Listen, I will change a meeting. I will change a youth ministry. I will change anything I'm doing to accommodate The other missions that are going on because listen, yes, I have, you know, my ideas and things like this. But if you listen to a couple of podcasts ago, you know, I talked about the difference between the script, trying to squeeze my youth ministry into my script, or improving with them and saying, well, what are you going to give me? And if I have all these different mission statements that they're coming in with and I feel like they're godly and I feel like they support the overall vision of what I'm trying to do, then I'm going to break down walls. I'm going to do whatever I have to do so that they can do that. Because if, if, you know, there's nothing worse than stifling somebody's mission. That's something there. When we look at our volunteers, if we're, if we're squashing their mission every week, Somehow that can be a deterrent and you could lose volunteers, you could lose passion, you get people showing up that are not excited, all those various things. And really, if we kind of tap into their mission every week, maybe we can help people do that versus trying to just squeeze them into the already, you know, homogenous, pre-written scripts that we have, right? Because I want the mission to be bigger than just follow the script. That's not a very, that's not a very big mission. Uh, big missions, you know, have to do with, with what people feel about deeply. And, um, and so, you know, the question I ask my volunteers and I'm going to continue to ask them, um, is the fact that if they'll, if they'll think about it a little bit deeper, they come up with a mission statement and it's going to give them a greater sense of satisfaction and a greater sense of purpose when they show up every week. That benefits me, right? And it benefits you when you ask your volunteers that, because if they have that deep, Mission when they come in, whatever that may be, uh, then then that's going to benefit overall because they're investing, they're engaging, right? I'm and, and try and trying to help, you know, uh, youth workers find their mission statement. Questions like, listen, what do you believe your personal mission is when you walk into the youth room? And listen, I know because I've heard this before. Is you know that that you know no one really has maybe. A personal. Some do. Some may have a a personal, and that's where we have to help them do this. But some of the things that they may respond with is, uh, "I'm here to help you with the youth," or "I'm here to help kids find Jesus," or uh, "I'm here to do whatever you ask of me." And listen, those uh, God bless them. Those are fine answers. Those are pretty generic answers. But what we can push back with is say, "Well, can we can we narrow that down a little bit? First of all, how are you going to do that? Is there anybody particularly in the group? Any kind of kid?" maybe you're you're uh, uh, pressing towards that you really feel a need for you know maybe it's some nerdy kids or geeky kids in our group you said man, I grew up that way I'd really want to invest in them I want to I want to raise their confidence level. I want to you know let them know that they're not the only person. Maybe it's kids who are bullied maybe it's kids with eating disorders maybe it's uh, kids with a background of violence maybe it's kids from broken homes. And as we begin to tap into our volunteers then they can then try to find kids um, you know, that, that are on that level that they can invest in. Uh, now th- those are once again, the basis of answers they can give. They can surprise me. Uh, and you know, I will let you folks here know that are listening if they do surprise me when I, when I ask them those questions, but once we have cemented personal missions of all of our volunteers, um, you know, I may ask my students the same. And this can be covered, by the way, in, a, in one night. Uh, you may want to cover and say, we're, tonight we're going to do, what is our mission, right? What is our mission in life? What is our mission in uh, the church? What is, you know, we have a mission when we show up here every week. You know, I want to glorify God. Well, how do you want to do that? What gift, talent, and ability do you have that would help you do those things, right? It's a way for people to invest a little bit more and to, and to, and to see those things come alive, you know, my mission statement uh, for the past 28 years has been the same. And it has really been the uh, the thing that has uh, centered me when all, everything else goes awry, when everything else, when I don't know what else to do. I know there's two things that I do, right? I have a two-part in my mission statement. Number one is to create an atmosphere for kids to know God. Now, how does that happen? Well, that's through worship. That's through altar time. That's through uh, uh, some through uh, the preaching and things like that. Uh, I want to create an atmosphere where kids can get to know God. That means to eliminate distractions. That means to uh, eliminate some things that maybe they're not going to add to the overall value of, of creating that atmosphere. Some games maybe I won't play because I feel like they're maybe too antagonistic or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm, I just want to try to create an environment for that. The second thing I try to do is create an environment to serve God. And whether that be through uh, using their own leadership skills within the youth meeting or, or whether that's through future service projects, I want to make sure that they are having opportunities to live out the things that I'm teaching them, things that they're growing into, things that God is leading them to, callings, things like that. Because in doing this, uh, number one, it's kept me focused and it's kept me in the game, you know, when I have felt like quitting, but it also makes everything Bigger and uh, it gets me in trouble. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, wh- when I try to push beyond the boundaries of what is comfortable, and you've probably have faced this as well, is that our volunteers, our kids, our church, wherever it may be, uh, push against that because they're just trying to keep the lights on, and we're trying to, you know, rescue people out of hell, and we're going. Listen, we got to we got to do better than this. And so, in doing this, if we help uh, our adults come up with these mission statements, right? If they come up with, say, why do you show up every week and drill down a little bit deeper and make it, don't make it a four hour deal that we're going to do this thing. It's not, no, just when you meet with them, you know, just like I, when I meet with them and say, what, what's your mission every week? What do you want to make sure that you're, you're going to do tonight? Where's your heart? Where is that, where are you, where is that calling, you know, coming to? And, and where is it leading you to? And which kinds of kids is it leading to? You know, what is that mission every week? And uh, it could just make sure how, look, I want to make sure everybody feels and knows that they are loved. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to go up to every kid. I'm going to tell them I love them. Okay, great. That's fantastic. And then you can be able to use that kind of Personality and that kind of giftedness in greater ways. So, I hope guys that this third question, what is your mission, has sparked some ideas in you, has sparked something in you to ask and say, well, what is my mission every week when I walk into the youth room? What's my mission? How am I going to keep myself on track? Then how do I get my volunteers on track? And then how do I get my kids maybe on track, right? And so I want to thank you. Thank you for hanging out a little bit today with me. And if you are brand spanking new, thanks for checking out the podcast. I hope you found it of value today. If you're a regular, as always, I appreciate you guys. And if you'll do me the favor that if you enjoyed the podcast today, please go by iTunes and leave me some stars and review that surely would make my heart glad today. Uh, I I think we have 14 reviews right now. I would love to get that up to about 20 uh, within the next couple of months. So if you can help me do that, that would be wonderful. And once again, don't forget to sign up for the Fresh Impact newsletter over at thediscipleproject.net. And thank you again for joining me for the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and keeps your ministry moving forward. Guys, I thank you so much for being with me today, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Talk to you later.